0: I know you guys have heard this story before. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about two things this morning. The first thing we want to talk about is um, what transpired here Thursday through Saturday. We had a conference. Well I, I don't know if you could call it that. It was, a, it was a prophetic gathering, in-gathering. We're a prophetic church. We teach and live that every single day. And we have been a very versatile ministry, Okay. We have taken on many different identities down through the year and aspects of what we do. Uh, Sometimes it was really public. Sometimes it was just stuff God did in us. But we've always held on to an essential belief, and that is God is speaking all the time. And it's our duty and responsibility and privilege to hear Him when He speaks and to understand what He's saying. Because... Through the multitude of the ways he speaks, through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through dreams, through visions, through um, these little pictures that flash through your head. Maybe something that someone else says that will just cause the Spirit of God to leap up within you. We have always, it's always been our focus to really try to hear what God says and do it or act upon, engage what he says And uh, it's been a learning experience, okay? Now, God did something really extraordinary back in uh, January when he began to shift our attention. And we began everything we've done in this house in terms of teaching on Sunday or, and for the most part, Friday nights. Now, Friday night's a special time. We do a lot of um, (laughs) exploration, and it's like a school of the spirit. And we do different things, okay? Talk about different things. But most the, the, the 95% of the time, is since January, we heard the Lord say, begin preaching on faith and don't stop until further notice. And that's what we've done. There's been two or three special things come along. And today is one of those special things that's going to come along. It's going to be a little, little special. And then next Sunday we'll, begin, we'll get back on the faith thing. But today is one of those now times. And I want to tell you the first thing we're going to do this morning is going to talk about this past week and how it happened. Remember? Daylene brought up well not just recently for two or three years it's been the burden of her heart for us to um, pursue how to unify the body of Christ and we've prayed into that and you know some, everything with God's a matter of timing and sometimes things don't happen as fast as you want them to I know with us it's been s- slow sometimes and that sort of thing but We began praying real in earnest about that back the first of the year. And on uh, July, I forget what day it was, I told you I got a phone call. Somebody said, uh, is this Providence Worship Center? Yes, it is. Because my name is number is attached to the website because nobody else wanted their phone number there. So I get all the phone calls. And usually, you know, when somebody said, is this Providence Worship Center? I can kind of know what the questions are that's going to follow. The second question was uh, Are you the pastor? Yes, I am Third question kind of was odd to me and um, the question was this uh, Is is Providence worship center is it a church or an event center? And about this time the spirit of smart aleck was beginning to come upon me Y'all ever get spirit of smart aleck some of y'all are Assailed by that demon every once in a while, right? And so I said, well, I said, it can be either one. Why do you ask? <laughs> well, and then he said, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm Pastor Terry Weems from Florida. And me, this is what he said. He said, me and some of my acquaintances have been praying. And we hear God say, Jessup, go to Jessup. And so about that time, I was delivered from the spirit of Smart Alec And I said, do you know anybody in Jessup? Well, no, I don't know anybody. Okay, what's God telling you about Jesse? We need to go there and have a meeting. I said, "What kind of meeting?" He said, "We need to encourage the people." And I knew that wasn't quite on point. Okay, just the way it worked out. You just you just don't want to come from Tampa. You know, to just encourage people. There's there's that's sort of a generic term. So we began to talk, and and, and things he was saying began to register with me, and I just listened to the whole conversation. And he wanted to know what we would charge to uh, let the building be used, and. And I said, I kind of hesitated. I said, well, it might surprise you how cheap it'll be. And so we went ahead and had the conversation. And when I hung up, I knew that something very wonderful had just happened. But I didn't quite know exactly the fullness of it. And so I called him back a week later. I couldn't stand it anymore. I called him back one week later. And... uh they got him on the phone and I said, uh, brother, I said, it took a lot of courage to do what you did. To pick up the phone and call somebody you'd ever know, and you don't know anybody in the area, although you have contacts in some cities roundabouts. You just don't know anybody and you just want to come here. I said, that took a lot of courage. I said, what you don't know is this. I said, we have been praying for a long time. A long time. And your phone call was an answer to prayer. And it got silent on the other end. And so then we therefore began to go forward, and we booked this past week. And Pastor Weems is from the black community. Well, no, he said he was from the red community. Ain't that what he said, Veronica? Yeah, he said. Yeah. Me, me and you and him, ain't, me and you not white or black? We're red. We're, red. We're red. So he changed our color. There's no more black, white. It's red. It's red. That's, right. That's a good way to say that. And he's been gifted with the ability to to cross over into all shades of red. Mm -hmm. And Friday night, about 10 churches came together. And they were from three different states as far away as Delaware. We had a grand time. Now, here's the thing. That's not the end of this. When he left yesterday, when we were talking... Last night, lunch yesterday, we had some conversations. Here's what the deal is. Tomorrow we're going to talk and compare schedules. Our facility is going to become a regional gathering place. Regional center. Oh, talk to me. It's going to become a regional center of, of, of gathering for traditional and non-traditional churches. We're going to come in. It's going to be a place of equipping and training. And... We're going, to, we're going to make our place available. Just make it available to people who want to explore what God has for them. Ministries and churches that want to explore what God has for them. Because, see, um, I'll just be blunt with you and plain. Friday night, tradition walked in here. Yes, sir. Didn't it? It was all, and in it here. Was all <laughs> Veronica <laughs> said it was all in here. All in here. <laughs> felt. I, I know it. Oh, 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 Veronica felt something. You, tell them what you felt, Just Turn up a second here. I don't know where the microphone is.
1: It was so, it was so heavy. It was heavy that to where they was like pressing down on your shoulders, trying to make you sit down and shut up. Or it was, I, it just just did something to my spirit totally because I've been around it, and I recognize it. Well. And this is what God is doing. It is time. Yeah. It's time to break these walls.
0: Ha. And so what we expected, here's what we expected when the prayers began. What we expected actually was for some churches, when we did the letters and the advertisements and all that stuff, and we expected that some churches from town would filter out here and we, they would begin to be a breakdown of walls within our community and we'd go from there. But, but And it would spread from here to other places, but that ain't the way that happened. Nope. The way that happened is, God went outside the boundaries of our little city and county here into other states and he put the burden on somebody's heart to come answer a Macedonian call. Yes. Yes. And we participated with them. But tradition walked in here. And then war broke out. Yes it did. Yeah. It did. War broke out. Yeah. But people were patient yes. we were patient and they were patient because tra- when tradition walked in here they'd never been in anything like it and one of the things that and we've been doing this for 15 years and one of the things you know as as the leader here when I see somebody you come in just automatically my head goes how are they going to respond to this yes. Yes. we what <laughs> are two things gonna happen And both of those things happen Friday. One or two, they're either going to sit there and be patient and endure in hopeful expectation that something will happen that will make them feel at home, or they're going to get up and leave. Both those things happen. We lost three people Friday night. It breaks my heart, but I've understood and know that there was even a reason behind that. But the folks who stayed, the 10 or 12 churches ever, how many of it was who, who stayed, only lost three people. That's happened before, not the first time. And it, I hope it will be the last, but it probably won't be. But they stayed. And then, then, then brother did something brilliant. And he had to have been listening to the Lord because I was standing back there in the back with Cody and Stephen and I was watching this transpire. After we finished our worship and after the prophetic and the music was over, Weems got up, and I'm not just Weems, you know. He's Weems to me. I just, a uh, Weems. And uh, he got up, and he invited, his, I guess it was the musician that didn't make it on Thursday, maybe. But anyway, he got him up to sing a hymn, so he came up, got the microphone. Two sisters went up on stage. He got Natasha to, did he give you the music to that song? Yeah, I that. I don't know. Because I was wondering... Yeah, okay. And so she got up here with a total unfamiliar thing, and was was trying to play along with them as they were singing. And you did a pretty good job of it, but much better than I could have done. Okay. And so they got up here, and it was a stroke of brilliance. Cause did you see what happened? What happened, Veronica?
1: It brought two into one. It, it changed the yeah. atmosphere. It did. It yeah. brought unity. Instead of it black and white, uh, it became one. Yeah. And that was
0: awesome. It did that. And it changed everything. It changed you know, everything.
1: Even though that was that traditional, yep. they changed they, what they was thinking.
0: They did. They got up and they were able to participate in something right. they have never been a part of before. Right. They were included. Yes, that's right. That's they were right. included. And you know what? We, we joined in with them. That's right. And although it was different. And unfamiliar to us, I'm mean, you being. Know, I'm transparent. I'm not going to lie to you. When I get up here, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed. It. Yeah, it was. It was. Di- well, let's just go ahead and be. Honest. It was different.
1: It, it, it ain't no different. Even when we came, yeah. my family came. Right. Because we have been in traditional churches. Yeah. We have seen a lot. But when we came here, it was a total change because we felt the love here. Yeah. The freedom.
0: And see, that's what makes the, the difference. That's what makes the difference. Makes the difference. But anyway, stroke of brilliance had to be given to him by God and God alone. All of a sudden, everything became okay. Service went on. You know, and I've I've been suspecting some of you were Pentecostal. But now my suspicions have been confirmed. (laughs) Oh, man, I won't even go there because I want to get through this pretty quick because i got something else I need to do. We're in good shape with time. But yeah, y'all danced and y'all ran ran, and y'all jumped around. You went right back to your roots where you came from. Everybody but me. I joined right in. I'm Baptist, but I became Pentecostal. How about that? (laughs) So God did an extraordinary thing Friday night. He laid the groundwork and the foundation for the opportunity. For something bigger to happen. And uh, Terry, we talked on Friday morning. He said, You won't believe it. He said, I have been getting texting, text and uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, dings like that going off. Was that mine? Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're not afraid of technology here, okay? The Holy Spirit is not run off by your cell phone, but just for the sake of joy, I'll turn it off, okay? But he said this. He said, I've been getting text messages, Facebook notices, Instagrams, and emails, and phone calls. He's got five things of the traditional people who were here Friday night telling me how much they enjoyed it and how much it blessed them. (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's really amazing. It's amazing. It's a miracle is, is what it is. And then after service, I had some of the folk come up and talk to me. And one lady and her husband from Tifton, Georgia, who's in a ministry, and they're looking to get a, what she called a different room, somewhere to worship. She said, me and my husband has been talking about... Um, what we wanted in a room, and she said, when we walked in the door, we looked at each other and said, This is it. Another lady come and said, I love your lights. The yellows and blues and greens and reds, I love your lights. Now, me, I could care less about the lights. But to her, it was important because she saw potential for what they want to do. You see, this is a performance stage, this is a stage former ministry that was here, this is a stage they designed for performance. And I say that in a, in a good way, a place where they'd have room to dance, where they'd have room for music, where they could put on plays, and we've done dramas and dinner theaters and all that kind of stuff here. This, and, and we have a performance lighting system, okay? We've got a performance sound system. And so she, this other lady saw something in that. And so what we have discovered throughout the process of the weekend is that the traditional churches, there's something here that appeals to them that's different than what they're accustomed to. Uh, Terry said that we have a language that they don't have. Have, have Have you found out we've got a language that was unfamiliar to you when you came? Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: Even in the music.
0: Even in the music.
1: Because of what I was used to. Uh-huh. And what I have heard, but coming here, since we've been here, the music is everything that we was hoping and desired for. Yeah, it's
0: something you had a longing in your heart for. Yeah,
1: because a lot of music that they play, is, is pretty much is like feeding the flesh. Yeah. But this music here is like feeding my spirit. It's scripture. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's scripture. So then. There's an appeal. So what, we've, what we have decided to do, this place is going to become a regional center of open and available for meetings like that and other things, a place where they can gather, they and we can gather together and it'll be a safe place, okay, for folks to explore and be um, exposed to what we do here. Also, what's going to happen when we talk tomorrow, he asked me, he said, what are, What's the things you see? And I said, Well, I see this. I see this, what we did here, traveling to other cities and other communities and areas where you have contacts. I see this going on the road. He liked that because he thought that too. And so we're going to have people come here, but we're going to go other places. And then every one of you are invited to go. It'll be an experience of a lifetime. Because I'm going to tell you what, what we're about to get into, you're going to be able to tell your children and grandchildren about it. And you're going to say, well, I was there when. It's going to be a little bit of a stretch, but it ain't going to be that much of a stretch because God's in it. Okay, It's going to require some effort. It's going to require some time. It's going to require a little bit of money. But you know, God's going to supply all that. And I promise you one thing, not one ounce of effort, not one dollar, not one minute of your time is going to be wasted whenever you or I or we go and do something. Because we have been praying for God to use us. And what he did Friday night was extravagant. We don't know what has happened. Remember, he called her grandma?
2: Yes.
0: Okay, grandma was sitting right about here somewhere an older black lady who was the pastor of a church i'm gonna tell you i tell you what's bad about judging people by appearance i'm guilty i looked at her and i said boy she um, i don't know if uh, i don't know if she's going to be able to stay or not she's grandma you know and we got stuff beyond all that it's ours is just different it's just and not anything derogatory to her please don't please don't interpret what i am i'm just trying to tell you a story here <laughs> grandma, when it was over, had the highest compliments of anybody. And you know what kind of church grandma pastors? (laughs) She pastors a young church. Yes, all young people with little kids and their families. And grandma has an anointing for young people. You know what? Whenever I'm 70-something years old, I hope I got half of that. They flock, apparently, they're flocking to her church. Young people, families who are progressive in their thinking and their needs. It's another generation. And God has graced grandma to have an anointing and burden for that. And she liked what she was exposed to. Now, by the way, some of y'all are looking, y'all looked at grandma and thought the same thing. (laughs) Let's be honest. Who did? Raise your hand. Let's be honest. One, two, three, four. Very nice. nice. But we you know, we we cannot afford to judge people by the outwards appearance. We cannot afford to judge them by gender, by race, or by age.
3: This is a scripture I got and I guess I'm supposed to share it because I got it right before church in Second Samuel. I mean first Samuel in its um, sixteenth chapter verse seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider the appearance or his height, for how I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart.
0: You know what I'd love to have this morning? I would love to have feedback from the traditional folk who were here Friday night. Right here, I'd like to have feedback. And I'm going to get their email addresses, and I'm going to email. I'm going to ask for feedback, because I want to know. What? Well,
3: I keep hearing that what, what, we, what happened, we did, we've been praying for the city in here. but And in the natural, we didn't see the city represented. Right. But what we saw represented was the religious sector, and color, and race, and culture. So spiritually, we have opened the gate.
0: (laughs) See, we asked for a city, but he gave us
3: cities.
0: (laughs) 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 Asked for one city, and he gave us 10. And it's not by the appearance. No. (laughs) And I'll say this I prophesy this Not only is it an opportunity to expand the kingdom And please don't throw a lemon or a tomato You didn't bring no tomatoes with you, did you? Especially not a golf ball Don't throw anything at me Not only is it an opportunity to expand kingdom influence In the prophetic realm And to promote The stream that God has given us To flow in It's also, it's going to open up It's going to open up financial avenues. The new corporation that we're forming, the nonprofit where we've got the for-profit underneath that Kim has worked on for us. This, you know, what we want to do is promote the work of our artisans, whether it's music or whether it's art or whether it's books they write. Uh, We're going to offer it for sale, and we'll give the proceeds and the money to to the artisans. Did you know this is going to open up a door not only for for our people, but for other people who are creative? People who are looking for avenues to uh, supplement their streams of income so they can do more for God. Y'all, I'm telling you, uh, when you start looking at the big picture of the opportunity that's ahead of us and ahead of Prophet Williams, because... Um, Terry's been looking I mean you, you listen to what he says he's been graced across all kinds of boundaries Terry's been looking for an opportunity like, and he didn't know this was here until we got to talking after he done made the phone call he's been looking for an opportunity for a place like this to introduce to all the traditional churches and so see we're an answer to his prayer too Y'all see how God works? Something that we could not have in a million years ever put together, God did in a flash. In a flash. And so he's changing, once again, this ministry. He is morphing us into something else that will reflect the destiny that's on on our hearts, spirits, and our lives. And all those words that's been spoken over you. And you've waited long, long, long for the manifestation of them. You know, some of you have had the word spoken over you that you're going to go to nations, and you just thought God was crazy, and you didn't know how that was going to happen. You know, you know what? It's here now. You know, He's given us the opportunity to open up fields of mission work, and we're going to have mission work not only internationally, but 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 it, intrastate, interstate, and in state. Some, of, you know, it's, what's cool thing is this the folks that we got going to um, Haiti how many people again 14 14 okay that little group is changing and 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 that all of the 14s not going to the women's conference okay it's it's another little group uh, Farrell and the guys are waiting on an opportunity perhaps to go to the four corners out west and minister there that's a whole another group in here okay whole another group And so what? And Daylene went to Brazil by herself with another ministry. And so, Kim cooperates with another ministry. And so, you see how this thing's working. And it includes everybody, not just a few. (laughs) Oh man! Okay, Uh, I've said all that to say this: you know, get prepared for other encounters. And what's going to happen as as the churches come back in from away, and as they bring more people. And they're going to encourage other churches to come. Then what's going to happen is, just through sheer repetition and exposure, and we keep writing these letters to the churches that come out and see, if we're consistent with this, what's going to happen is, is the local churches are going to begin to send people.
1: Yes.
0: That's right. yes. And see, we thought God was going, to, was going to open it up here so we could go there, but he opened it up there so we can go here. Yes. See, it's different. So that's a lesson to all of us. We don't need to ever really try to put God in a box and expect something to come one way because he may have a whole other idea in mind. Have I sufficiently bored you? Does anybody have anything, y'all, any impressions you have? We've got probably, oh, yeah, we've probably got 10 more minutes, five, 10 more minutes. We could do this, and then we've got to do something else. Anything, anything's on your heart you want to say about? The last three days. Heidi. It's interesting to me how, like Jesus, you're not accepted in your own community. Yeah, not accepted in your own community, like Jesus.
2: Um, But at the same time, other communities are coming in wanting what you have, so maybe those other communities will connect with ours, like you just said, and say, look what you've got here. Did you know this was available? Mm -hmm. And open their eyes that way. Mm -hmm. Outside in.
0: Outside in. And, you know... Those of you who've been here for a while, especially since we've been in this building, what have we heard over and over and over again from prophetic people or folks coming into this? What, what, what's the line? They're coming. Piles and piles of people. They're, they're, they're coming here from every direction. You are living right now. This, this week started. The, the realization, the manifestation of the fulfillment of that prophecy. They are coming. They're coming. Just those two words. How many times have we heard? They're coming. And then, then, you know, we've been through seasons of smallness. And you think, they're coming? I wish they'd hurry up and come. Where are they at? Now... I thought that. Anybody else thought that? Raise your hand. I want to see some hands. W- yeah. Okay. But see, we we we've cast out that spirit of smallness now. We did that some while back, and uh, we don't worship at the altar of smallness. We worship at the altar of expanse. See. But anyway, anybody else got something they want to add to? There's a lot of good things coming, y'all. A lot of good things. And uh, be sure to be here next Sunday. We've got a, hopefully, we'll have a couple of really cool announcements for you, okay? Okay, we're going to switch gears. I'm sorry, I overlooked Becky. Well, I didn't know where it was. Y'all keep moving it on me. If you let me keep it in my pocket, thank you Mm -hmm.
3: this is important for artisans (laughs) um friday night kirk and i were walking back that way and one of the men that was here said um asked us about the artwork and who did all the artwork he loved it and i was telling him that you know that it was your daughters that during worship on friday nights that were doing did that and kirk and i invited him back and he's like well, I, I live in Blackshire, and it may not be, you know, soon, but I don't forget, and I'll be back because I want to learn how to do that.
0: And, too, you know, we have, we have other artisans that contribute. We've got two rooms full of this stuff upstairs that y'all have never even seen. And, see, that's going to be an avenue for our artisans who do artwork. Pictures, Beverly's and Kim's pictures and stuff they do. It's going, to be a, it's going to be an avenue of income for them. Hey, how about that? Anybody else? I don't want to overlook you now. Need to get excited. Need to start thinking big and going after the big picture. And we need to just open our eyes and see what Jesus is doing because I'm excited. Very, very excited. I know Veronica is. Yeah. Okay, Matthew 24. Starting at verse 4, we're going to go down through um, New Living Translation, we're going to go down through 13. I'll we'll get it on the wall for you. Okay, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. We're going to see a video in just a few minutes. And today is different, okay? You all know that. Of course, we, we're okay with different. We... We're okay with different, yeah. But it, you know, usually we'll have a message or a sermon or something like that on Sunday. Okay, it's not going to happen. Let me read. Don't even worry about that, babe. I'd rather you have the. I call her babe because she's my daughter. I can do that. Okay, and i call my wife, dear and honey and sugar pop, and I can do that because she's my wife. So I need to clarify things because this stuff goes on CDs. And people get it. It goes on iTunes, and people listen, and they're going to wonder, who's he calling babe? Yeah, you know they go there. Yeah, I've been doing this for almost 25 years. I have learned something. Okay, verse 4. Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah. They will lead many astray. And wars will break out near and far, but don't panic. Yes, these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. What he's saying there, he said there's going to be Antichrist coming, declaring themselves to be something they're not, and it's going to mislead a bunch of people. Look at there. Okay, next one. But the end won't follow then. You know, I'll save that. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. I can stop there and preach. Then you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. By the way, let me just say this. It pays to be a part of a prophetic church because if one person misses someone who's a false prophet or an imitator or an agitator, somebody else will catch it. That's why it's important to sharpen your skills. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Aha. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. How many of y'all know God's got a timeline? I'm going to ask a question now. I've, I've, I've volunteered the information on me. And and don't don't raise your hand now just because, you know, it would be the cool thing to do or what you think the right thing. to do. How many of you have believed now or most of your life that you'd be on the face of the earth, you'd see Jesus when he came and you wouldn't taste death? Look around you. At least half. Now that doesn't mean the other half of y'all going to die before he comes, okay? Amen. That just means the um, you need to start believing like the other half yes, sir. that we're going to see him when he comes. That's what that means. See, that's... And see, I, like I, you know, I've learned something about this microphone hanging on my ear. That's what we need to do. I believe I'm going to see Jesus when He comes. Now, if that's so, let's bring ourselves into a position of reality. Today. If that's so, and we understand the Bible, we understand here. Let's look at the history of Israel for just a minute. Have they had an easier trip of it? How many times have they tried? Someone has the enemies tried to eradicate Israel? How many times? Loads. Probably there's been more schemes and plans put in effect than uh, the schemes and plans has been revealed. And they've lived with this ever since, way back. Ever since they started coming from the loins of Abraham, they've lived with somebody wanting to kill them. Ishmael and his followers. Okay, so they've been persecuted. Just read, you know, read the Book of Acts, and just see what they've had to endure. Even in the Gospels, you know, it was not a pretty life. It was a it was a life of persecution, oppression. Uh, they lived under the pain of death, you know, for various different reasons, either by governments that imposed themselves on them, like the Roman Empire or neighboring nations or whatever. Look what's happening today, you know, you got Hamas firing uh, rockets and stuff over there and digging tunnels and wanting to blow people up, and uh, God's fighting for them. You know, America has Jesus. America has pretty much turned their back on Israel, which ain't good for us. Because Scripture says, whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, and I want to bless them. And apparently our country is not really blessing them. Our leadership in the country is not blessing them. And, and uh, so I think our blessings is being cut back. Okay, so you've got Israel being persecuted. Look at the book of Acts. Let's leave Israel for just... Look at the book of Acts. What happened to, what happened to the early Christians in, in, in biblical and world history? What would happen to them? What happened to Stephen? He got stoned, didn't he? What happened to Paul? He received 40 lashes, save one, because number 40 could kill him. Put him in prison. Okay. Just all kinds of things happened in the early church because when the church was born, the enemy really rose up against it, and, and he, he, was, he was fighting in battle on two fronts. He was fighting Israel. Now he rose up. He had to fight the Gentiles too. Okay, he lost hold on the Gentiles because Christ saved the Gentiles too. And so there was a battle waged on two fronts. And so his activity increased and went up. I ask you another question. What about today? What about Christians today? In other parts of the world? What do you read on Facebook? What do you read on the news? What do you hear on the radio about what is happening with ISIS? What do you hear? Is it a fun time in Afghanistan and Pakistan, Iran, and Iraq? Is it a fun time over there? They're cutting people's heads off. It is the same cruel barbarity and insane evil that first came against the Jews. Read what happened whenever they went into the, the 40 years of wandering and what happened in Egypt and the nations that came against them to, to kill them and that sort of thing and, and barbarous act you know the, what if if you want to see something really heinous just uh, look up the goddess Ashtaroth and see how her worship this idol worship went with her what happened to babies make you throw up heinous barbaric maniacal insane evil in the purest raw form Israel had to endure from her neighbors. Same thing happened in the early church. Insane, maniacal evil placed upon the believers if they didn't recant. Read Martyrs, Foxes. You want to read something that'll get you going? Read Get Fox's Book of Martyrs from the bookstore. Has anybody ever read that? Oh, I've read it, front to back. One of the first things I did when I went into ministry. Not, it's not real pleasant reading. Now, Today, we're seeing stuff in our lifetime we've never seen before. We're seeing a maniacal, evil, insane wickedness go through parts of the earth and Christians are being executed because of their faith. We've all seen it. First, I, you know, at first, it, with the video that surfaced on Facebook is, "Oh, this ain't nothing to this." I said that. Boy, was I wrong. It was a wake-up call. Did you know that um, in Sydney, Australia, I think it was last week? You know, the, the prophetic voice in America has been calling for the wake-up call. Let people know that ISIS has in. in Infected And went into the nations of the earth And they were going to start their evil in other nations Last week, I think it was last week, Australia uncovered a plot In Sydney Where ISIS was actually planning And they had uh, In the process of sending their people in And they were going to behead people in Sydney, Australia and, and the whole point of this is to instill fear Okay Instill fear in the Christians and the believers And the whole world See, that's the enemy works on fear Okay now, having said all that, what about America? Where are we at with that? Now, you notice I'm smiling this morning. I don't want to use my, my regular face, God gave me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to look like a booger bear. I'm, I'm trying to smile here and, 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 and just sort of relieve the tension. But what about America? I'm going to say this, if we believe for one minute that this cannot happen here, we are greatly deceived by the enemy. Why? Because we are Christian. We are America. But because we are Christian and red, we are not exempt from the maniacal, heinous evil, the insane wickedness that our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world are now having to endure. Because they, the, the, the ISIS people they, and Hamas, they don't care what nation you live in. Matter of fact, they love to do their chaos and maniacal activity here. But we haven't seen some of the stuff that's been going on in the earth in america and 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 i got some good news for you it can be stopped today right now it can be stopped today right now but the church And America is gradually being, we've been talking about awakening, is gradually being awakened now. And the reality of the hatred of the enemy of Jesus is now being, is coming into view in our lifetime in a way in which it's never come into view before. People are having dreams and visions. Heidi had one, had an apocalyptic dream. There's been another person or two in our ministry. Natasha's had apocalyptic dreams about today's activity. Um, we're going to watch a video in just a second where Rick Joyner had an apocalyptic dream. And he'll share it. Was, it was one of the most sobering things he's ever put on videotape. We're going to listen to it. And so there is, a, there, is, there is the voice of the Lord is coming through his people in this day and age and he, he, it's, it's a clarion call to his people to stand up and be counted in this war which is, which is now coming into view. And it is a war. And I'm not here to scare you this morning, but not only have you folks had dreams about today and what's happening they're coming as warning dreams. you know God can give you encouraging dreams and they like those, but he can also give us people warning dreams. It's one of the ways He speaks. He's done that all throughout biblical history, okay And so we believe in, we believe in receiving those and actually interpreting them and distributing them back to the, to the reader. Now the one Heidi had, the one Natasha had you didn't really need an interpretation for that? These apocalyptic dreams of the evil that's happening in the earth. You don't, did you need an interpretation for that, Natasha? Of course not. You know what it means? Just like Rick. And what Rick is voicing is, is the same thing Heidi and Natasha and myself and other people have had over the last while. It just comes to each of us in a little different way because God speaks to us in a language and a way in which we will understand we can't miss it, can't miss the meaning. Maybe some of the rest of you have had the same thing and you just haven't voiced it. Uh, if anybody else has had a dream about the, the days in which we live... That's evil and bad. You want to share? you want to just raise your hand too, okay? I saw it. But we got to wake up. The church has got to wake up. This 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 video with Rick. Now Rick is head of Morning Star Ministries. That's uh, they're sort of our our parents. They're our parent ministry. Uh, you know we're a, we're a member of Morning Star Fellowship of Ministries, and so. Rick is a prophetic voice and when Rick speaks people listen. And he's gotten the ear now of publications. He's got the ear of evangelists, he's got the ear of charisma, and he's got the ear of some of the TV networks and stuff and he is being interviewed and there's stuff going to come out because he's a prophetic voice. And people people his his video about shows has been circulating on Facebook for the last probably for the last week. It's gaining momentum. We're going to watch it. It's gaining momentum. While we were in worship Thursday night, Ken Mullis sent out uh, sort of, it wasn't a discussion board, but he tagged about 15 pastors that he knows, and we talked about this thing that's happening now. And every one of those pastors agreed that it's real, that it's insane wickedness, and that it needs to be addressed and the church is asleep. but We're going to wake up today. Okay, so uh, Monica, if you'll play this video and y'all just be patient, we'll, we'll uh, see what goes, okay? If, um, coming, you know, Rick's not the only person who's sounding the alarm, but if you're interested in hearing more about what Morningstar, Rick, and his um, colleagues have to say, I encourage you to go to MorningstarTV.com. You can create an account. And you can go there and you can listen. A lot of this stuff is free. Uh, I'm not done what I did this morning to scare you. But it's something that is is critically important to our nation. It's critically important to the kingdom and to the church. God has created the church to be uh, a central and principal figure in how the end times play out. And you don't need to be scared. The church is a place of security and safety and provision in times of need and crisis, and so we're going to try to we're going to try to make every attempt to fill that role here. One of the ways we're going to do that is that from <laughs> one of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to have. Um, what I want you to do is, if you have dreams, or words, or visions that pertain to. Uh, These end days that we're living in uh, a lot of you catalog in journal Already and and you you give us stuff and we read it and that sort of thing But we haven't really collected a lot of we got some stuff in the dreams and visions bowl here But this is gonna be like another category. So I ask you to Write down your dreams and visions and words you get from the Lord. We're going to catalog it because in that I really believe that in that there's going to be strategies not only for our communities, and the church at Lord, but specific things we can do here to um, play a part in the role that God has for us to play. <coughs> so it will kind of be a, a prophetic word of the Lord catalog. Okay, Now, um, don't be afraid. Today is not a thing to be afraid of. Second thing we're going to do is we're going to raise the consciousness and awareness that we need to pray into this, and we need to pray for it. Remember, remember we're on the side that wins. (laughs) We're not on the side that loses. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people in our society, when when things begin to hit and they're not prepared or they're captured by a spirit of blindness or darkness, they're going to be scared to death, and they're not going to have any answers. But God's preparing the church to have the answers that our society and our nation needs, okay? And you're part of that. And so there's a reason why God has been dealing with us like he has and uh, teaching us stuff and that sort of thing. And so we are going to be a positive influence in 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 a potentially dark time. But remember what he said, it doesn't have to be this way. There are things we can do to thwart the plans of the enemy. Now, I know God has a prophetic timetable, and certain things are going to come to pass. But remember, we win. And we're going to go through, our society, our world, our people are going to, through, going to go through some trying times before Jesus comes, okay? The enemy is going to fight just as hard as he can to create all the chaos and mayhem because he knows it's the last days. I, this, is, this, I believe, this is his last surge and one day, one day, we're going to all be called around Jesus, and we're going to see him cast into the pit of everlasting, burning hell, and a shout's going to go up. Okay, I'm going to be there. So let's create the journal, let's create the log, this, this catalog, this uh, collection of what God's saying, I ask you to do that. You can email it to me, and you know, you, you you're probably not gonna need any interpretation for it. Just let me have it, especially in terms of strategy. Second thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have a concerted effort to pray. Third thing we're gonna do is we're gonna be a witness and a light, and we're gonna display the character and nature of Jesus to the people we meet and folks who have questions, because people are gonna start asking y'all questions especially those of you who have dealings with the public and, and you're sort of a, a public figure, you know. If you have any responsibility over people or groups or organizations or if in your job or whatever or your neighbors, you know, people are going to ask you questions. And so you need to tell people, don't be afraid that we win. And so those are three things that we can do to um, help in this. it's is a war. It's a war. Anybody got something they want to share? Natasha, give me just a second here. Okay.
4: I haven't thought about this dream in forever, but I want to share it because I think somebody needs to hear it. Um, it was back during my rebellion, so God can't even speak to you during your rebellion. Um... I dreamed Tanisha was with me, but I dreamed that all the women in the area had been taken up. It, it, it was like a concentration camp, basically, is what it was. And we were being we were put, we were in we were sitting around in circles. And um, I looked at my sister, and I said, "Tanisha, I'll see you on the other side. I, I'm going, I'm going to be a martyr." And I got up to go walk on and get up on top to the flatbed of a trailer. And I heard a voice start screaming, "You are not called to be a martyr. You are called to be a fighter." And was screaming it in my spirit, and it was so heavy. I, I'm telling you, you are not called to be a martyr. You're called to be a fighter. And I woke up sweating. And that's what I think the spirit is saying to us this morning: You're not called to be a martyr. You're called to fight. I like that. You may have used the word warrior, but he didn't find a
0: warrior. Okay. Anybody else Process this and uh, see what the Lord says. We are living in a very exciting time. And once again, you've been placed in a very extraordinarily unique place to affect not only the lives of those around you, but the world in which we live. And if we call ourselves world changers, it needs to start now. Don't We, we need to have no hesitation. There needs to be nothing bashful about it we don't need to be embarrassed and we definitely don't need to apologize for that but we know what this ministry's been placed in this community for as a point of intercession and prayer and change and our position is important but you know he's called other churches to do specific strategic things and so we join in with that effort which combined together impacts the kingdom. And Jesus, when he returns, he's going to come in with a blaze of glory. (laughs) You ever thought about that? Now, we need to reflect that before he gets here. We need to reflect the glory of the Lord and uh, not be bashful. So let's do this. If, if you need to go, it's that's, that's okay. We're going to pray for a little bit. I don't know how this is going to work out. But um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll start. Heidi? Um, when,
2: when she was singing the song, All I Need Is You, the Lord just kind of was showing me in my spirit. There, he, Jesus was sitting on a rock out in like this meadow, And um, there was a little girl about this tall, and she was just facing his knees, and she was just playing near his feet, and he was playing with her, and they were smelling flowers and this kind of thing. And behind her, unaware to her, was this wolf that was just snapping and snarling, but there were two huge angels just dragging him off. So I think, I mean... You can elaborate, but I think keeping our eyes on Jesus and a lot of the junk that's going to happen. He's got a third of the angels fell, two thirds of them are on his side. I think a lot of stuff's going to happen that we're not even aware because, like Esther, if we're focusing on the king, Ham and the enemy is going to get up and leave or be taken away.
0: You know, we're only responsible for the revelation we receive. Not for what we don't see, and so there is a lot of things that have happened and will happen in the spirit realm that we don't know anything about. But we've tapped into that, and we're responsible for what we hear, and we know truth when we hear it. So let's uh, let's pray. If if you have to go, that's fine. It's not a problem. Um, you know, you don't have to ask for permission to leave. But we just let's just kind of just kind of feel this thing out for just a little bit. We'll be back to our, um, I guess you call it our, if there's anything right here normal, it will be back to normal next Sunday. What you need to do in regard to what God's doing here, you need to, you need to put the word out. You need to tell people because um, cool things are happening. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we repent for our sinfulness personally the times when we've heard you say do something and have it done at the times when we've rebelled against you, the times that we haven't followed your word, we repent, Lord, for not doing the things you told us to do and doing stuff that we weren't told to do. We repent of all our, our, our doubt and our misgivings, and we repent, Lord, and just, God, please forgive us when we've sinned against each other and against you and didn't even know it. Father, in Jesus' name, we have, we've now been made privy to information that I think a lot of us knew about to start with. So we pray for the leaders of our country. And regardless of our personal opinion, Lord, of our leadership, they are, they're the ones who are leading us. And so we've seen you work before, not only in the Bible, but in, in history where you send the spirit of revelation, truth, and conviction among leaders, and and they simply do what you want them to do. So I ask you, dear God, that our our leaders of our nations and the nations of the earth, that you will interrupt their lives with divine intervention and revelation, and you'll send people to them to talk and give them wise counsel, and you'll cut off the mouth of the enemy and the wicked counsel they've been given. Because a lot of the things happening today has been deliberate and total acts of of leadership that's given themselves over to darkness. And you can stop all that. And so we pray this day you put an end to that and you open up the windows and the voice of truth in their ears and in their spirit, Lord, and you cause them to do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. We pray, dear God, for our brothers and sisters in the earth who have been the victims of maniacal wickedness. We pray, Lord, for those who are now captured and awaiting all sorts of horrible torment, Lord. We pray for their release. We ask you to send angels, Lord, and you send angel armies, and you send armies of men, and you send other people, dear Lord, to free them. And besides that, dear Lord, I ask you to bring confusion in the enemy's camp that he won't even know what he's doing, and he will cause his own sword to fall on himself if he does not respond to your truth. We just ask you, dear Lord, to convert and save those who are wicked so they could see salvation but if they refuse that lord we just we 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 put lord everything in your hands and we just ask you right now to bring justice bring justice in the earth lord protect our borders we just ask you to, to cause, like Rick said, that the first primary thing that needs to happen is, is our borders need to be closed. Lord, just uh, give our the leadership of our country the wherewithal to stand up and close those borders. And whatever wicked scheme of the enemy behind that, Lord, we just we cut it off in Jesus' name. But Lord, your people, the voice of the martyrs are crying out ...from beneath the altar. And they're saying, when, Lord? (laughs) When, Lord? When, Lord? And every day there's another voice... thousands or hundreds of voices added to that chorus. And so we too, God, we just appeal to heaven this morning. We say, when, how long, oh, Lord? How long, oh, Lord, are you going to withhold... ...bringing an end to this madness? We ask you, dear God to honor the blood of Jesus on the lives of Christians and believers, Lord, and those who aren't even saved yet. Honor the blood of Jesus and protect and preserve, Lord. So we plead the blood of Jesus today. We pray against the spirit of fear in the earth and terror Break that off. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a love power and a sound mind. And we thank you, Lord, for the faith in Christ we have. And we thank you, dear God, that you're growing that every day. And God, the thing that you have intended for us to be in the earth as individuals and the thing you have intended the church to be in the earth as a corporate body, Lord, show us, give us the courage to become that, and let's start today. Today. But we speak against this cruelty. We go on record as saying this cruelty and this evil is not God. It's from Antichrist, and it's from the wicked plan of the enemy that he has held from from the day he fell from heaven. And we just ask you to cut it off, Lord. That's what we ask for. And protect this country, Lord, from what's going on other places in the earth and just stop this reign of terror. In whatever way you see fit. In Jesus' name.